What's up, disc golfers? Welcome to episode 19 of the Disc Golf Podcast. I'm Robin, along with my co-host, Joe. Man, we're like, we're almost at 20. I know we're at 19 and I shouldn't be looking to the future, but it's kind of crazy. We have done a thing on each of these episodes with the numbers itself, and this is our last time Teen. as teenagers. This is like the dumbest, like these next two, like uh, in years, for you youngins you don't understand, for everyone that's old like us, like 19 and 20, like... Yeah. We're pretty pointless. Bummers. Like, it was like, ah, I'm at college. Total, uh, I still can't bummers. do anything, like, really cool. Yeah. I can I can still buy cigarettes. Can't buy booze yet. And as, There's internet, as, so I don't need to buy porn. Yeah, as Joe pointed out on a previous uh, episode, as in last episode, uh, you can buy nudie mags, but there's the internet now, so. Yeah, so what's the point? You don't, do you those don't exist that. anymore? Are there still? I'm sure there are. Oh, yeah. Because some people don't have the internets. Yeah. But well, yeah, so and some people don't believe in the interwebs. So, is that is that a thing, really? Well, I I can only assume that's the only reason that nudie mags still exist, is that there are people out there that that think that the interwebs are not cool. That's insane. I just I don't. Well, why else? Um, but maybe they can't afford it. Maybe they don't. Well, but you can, maybe they have a flip phone and they don't have. I mean, like you a could go to Starbucks and and. Yeah. But you need to have a device to do such things no, at no, Starbucks. Fair enough, fair enough. Right? So maybe they just don't have that. And they're like, you know what? I have five bucks. You go I to the library. A, I can get a, a dirty <laughs> magazine. And people do that and get in trouble. And then end up, you know, having to knock on your door and report themselves to you because they're, they're your neighbor. And I can't believe I just done like, bad things. ran through my head the places you could go to get free internet to... To become a you know sex offender essentially because right? it's really like you there's free internet everywhere that's like, terrible store like everywhere I'm just saying but you need to have a device so it doesn't really matter wow how do we get into this tangent about uh, internets from episode nineteen welcome it's, it's okay I've got a good segue happy belated Father's Day to all of you fathers out there we I did ho- it I hope you had a great weekend. Played some disc golf. I hope you play disc golf with your kids if they're old enough to throw. Just, you know, that's awesome. Joe and I had a terrific Father's Day weekend. We uh, live in Northern California, and we drove down with our families to Santa Cruz and stayed there for the weekend and played De La Viega as part of what we call Father's De La. It's true. It's a pretty awesome thing. Um... I'm I'm surprised it hasn't picked up more yet, but I think we're gonna keep it going. It's it's gonna happen more. It's it's a fantastic tradition, uh, barring the the play on words that we've done with Father's De La. But uh, De La Viega is a terrific course, Masters Cup course. If you're not familiar with it, and uh, we've played it periodically. We live close enough that that we can uh, get there in a few hours, like two and a half, three hours. Yeah, from, from where we live. Yeah, even we could with, probably do it in like two fifteen if we even with crazy barrier traffic. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If we do, if we actually left at reasonable times rather than like times that worked for family. Yeah, yeah, we can make it really fast. I think so too, but it was awesome. the The layout was different than the Masters Cup, so we got to play a play a slightly different layout. And also, the Masters Cup only plays twenty four holes, right? And we played twenty eight, is which is the the one short of the total amount of holes that are there. There's some, there's like 8A and B and a, a couple other Right, and there's some other and, random stuff. But yeah, yeah. 
Uh, it was a blast. Unfortunately, I did not birdie top of the world. You <laughs> did not, no. Not that I did not birdie it, but I lost my favorite disc as in a tree. And then as I got back home, got a phone call about it. Yep, yep. Well, I hope someone's enjoying that disc. No, well, he brought it to the shop. Oh, okay. Hey, Mario, if you're listening, and if you're not, I'm going to message you. Please, please email it to me. I'll pay you the shipping. I'm sure you will. I bet he would. He yeah, would. I want so, that back. Mario is uh, the the proprietor of, there's a, a little tiny pro shop that's there at the San Diego, the Shack, that is, sells a bunch of discs. They got some great plastic there, some custom uh, Santa Cruz stamp plastic that that we'll uh, throw some pictures. I think I did You've actually. You've seen one of them, yeah. You've one seen of them. I, I got a, an MD. I picked up an MD3, which uh, an S line MD3 with the screaming hand stamp that I threw out a picture of, and I also got a Thunderbird, um, which we're both finally, great. finally, finally. I know. I I I put it out on Instagram, but I'm literally embarrassed to admit that I've never thrown a Thunderbird until this week. Right. So, which is which is crazy because it's a disc that is probably fairly perfect for the way I throw, um, and I've I've come to realize that in a few short throws with this disc already. So I, that's pretty embarrassing. But you know we're we're here to grow as disc golfers, so we all make mistakes. Yeah, and I replaced my boss with a with a Star Boss, which I owned at one point a long time ago and lost like three days after I bought mm-hmm. it. So I bought a new one. Feels amazing. I'm actually pretty stoked about it. Stepped up about a Champ Colossus. Yeah. Which I think I'll like. And if you listen to our... I forgot that you got very, that. Very first episode? Yeah. Very first episode you hear us in our G-Star Colossus run. Mm-hmm. Where I think I talked about wanting a Star Colossus, but I'm pretty stoked about the Champ. And then a Champ T-Bird, because I'm a T-Bird guy. Mm-hmm. And I want them skips. Yeah. yeah. So, all in all, the Shack is awesome. De La Viego was... Amazing. And uh, we, in the previous episode, kind of set goals as to how we wanted to play. No, we're going to go ba- there, huh? Based on how we... Well, we we did. We did talk about it. Go ahead. And we did play how we said we would. Yes. So, I, I feel like... We, we said we wouldn't talk about it if we played much worse. But we played how we said we would. Yeah, so. I played real close. I think so. I said I wanted a 13, and I threw a 14, Mm-hmm. And I had, a, I don't know, I had a few wheels come off moments that I was able to rebound from. Yeah. Um, but overall, I I was happy with my round. I played yeah. pretty well. I just had, it was really probably like two or three holes that I yep. hit early trees or did something I dirty agree. and had to fight through to get like a double. Yeah. I, I If you look through our scorecard, there was, it was a lot of well-played holes with a few just like wet the bed ones. Right. And it was right now we like went six. back and forth and yeah. then... Where you took a six for no reason or, or yep. whatever it was. And we played the wrong position on a blind hole on the kitchen. We played uh, the wrong position. On I mean, I still hit my birdie putt, but well, just saying. Yeah. Joe hit a birdie when he didn't know where the hole was. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know what, what that means necessarily. Um, whatever. It was a long birdie uphill. So don't, but, uh, don't hate. Joe was hoping for a 13. Came very close. We, we played pretty solid. I... I believe I said I was hoping to do low uh, double digits, and I did do that. I think I shot. Yeah, I 11. think I shot eleven. Yeah, eleven over through twenty-eight holes, 
which for a course we never play mm -hmm. uh, and don't necessarily know where all the positions are, things like that. Uh, possibly also some, some alcohol involved. <gasps> what? Uh, yeah. But uh, we had a good time. You know what? Really good time. You know, and I'm realizing it on this podcast. Um, we played around today, I'll throw in. Today and De La, zero whiskey. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Joe. So two I, the the few rounds we played in the last few weeks together that I have uh, thrown better than Robin, I started each round with a little bit of whiskey, and maybe it calmed my nerves, maybe and probably it has nothing at all to do with what happened, but I'm gonna lean on that right now to say why I'm not playing to my full potential. I'm gonna say it's just pure coincidence. Oh, I'm sure 100. percent But I gotta, I gotta like grasp at straws right now, and that's that's what how I'm gonna grasp. But it was a great time. Santa Cruz is beautiful. If you've never been there before, De La Viega is a must play. No matter what, if you're anywhere near, even if you're coming to visit San Francisco, play Golden Gate in San Francisco, and then drive down south and go play De La. But and, if you're going up north, go to Lake Stafford. Yeah, something like that. Stafford, Taylor Mountain, any of those places. Yeah great courses so we had a great great father's day our wives were wonderful enough to let us go play disc golf extremely happy the entire time and did not get mad at us when we came back you know semi-blasted after lunch but <laughs> so semi <laughs> semi still still coherent yet you know thank you for driving it father yeah. father's day lod Father, yeah, uh, I think that's that we can add that piece yeah. on to. We, uh, we, we got, had a good time. We and had a, fun. And uh, a lot more birdies. Now, the, the course, we should say, was not in the, the Masters Cup layout. There were certain holes that were further than normal. There were certain holes that were closer. But I'd say, overall, there were a lot of holes that were in easier positions. than Right, and we both had like totally different reactions to them. My my gut told me all right, but in my head, I really wanted to try and bomb at the big, the big yeah. holes. Hey man, I'll take a better chance at strokes any time on a course I don't know. I know for sure, but you so. know you watch the Masters Cup and you're like, for me, I probably watched it a few times, gearing up, being like, this is how I'm gonna play this mm -hmm. hole, is what I'm gonna do. Well, I mean, most of the signature holes were in the same position, and because I only have one, and hole one, which is already a pretty jerky hole, was even further. I know what the it, heck than it normally is. So that's the one I didn't want. So longer. if you watch the Masters Cup coverage, you see hole one is that massive uphill shot with the double mando on either side, and you can see the basket straight ahead. Well, the position that that we played was probably about 55, 60 feet further than that, and left, and left. So it's it's pretty much like no one is ever going to get there, and if you you know poop your first shot you're pretty much looking at a four or five no matter what. Right. And then five was short in front of the trees. Yeah, yeah. And I really I really wanted to take a crack at uh, the big boy. Yeah. Like, I knew I couldn't get under. And I actually, my drive slid under into the circle of the far one. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, well, if it's far again, I'll probably do the same thing. Yeah, try and just scoot through the trees. Uh, but, oh, and also then six was also short. Which I also wanted the long one, but then threw a second drive just because we were at De La and would have parked it, and I'm even more bummed that it wasn't there. Yeah. 
But it was cool. It was like great weather. Great weather. Awesome weather. If if you don't know Dela, there's so many videos up. Just look any Masters Cup mm-hmm. for the past forever, and you'll see how awesome it is. There's every kind of shot you could think of, plus other ones that you can't think of. You know, if you start three years ago and start watching till now, like when once you see like Lasat there and whatnot, you'll see people take lines that you didn't even know existed. Yeah. Holes. Yep. Yeah, and that's that's one of the beauties of the course, mm-hmm. and it's just a big course and a lot of holes. You can you can spend a good amount of time, uh, even though it's such a popular course. It's not like you're dealing with huge weights. Uh, we had a couple of big groups that we had to catch up to and and play through, but we also had people play through us, and it, it, you know it was no big deal for a Saturday on a course. I mean, yeah. I'm used to Golden Gate in San Francisco, where if you don't get there. At the crack of dawn on a Saturday or Sunday, you're going to have weights at every single tee pad all day long. Right. Well, that's the thing. You still have to, like, drive out to De La. Like, mm-hmm. you can't just walk from your house yeah, a few or, blocks away. Or, like, wake up in the field next to next to the course. Right. Well, that's what they do. It's, it's 27, <laughs> 28 holes, and it's a hike. It's It challenges your fitness to go to De La, whereas... Uh-huh. You can casually like pick up a disc yeah. on the corner store and walk Golden Gate and not get too tired out. Or say you went out in the bars in outer Richmond in San Francisco on a Saturday night and fell asleep in the park and decided you want to play disc golf in the morning. Can we can we go play Golden Gate soon? Yeah, we should. Because I mean, I know we were saying it like this, but now I really want to go play Golden Gate. Golden Gate's awesome. We do. We're, we're due. We, we just hit daylight. It's making it, reminding us of the other courses in our area that we want to play. But let's, uh, I, I think it's a good time right now to talk about the episode that's coming up. What episode we're 19? Talk about. Episode 19. Our, uh, our tweener episode. Our, our last teenage episode. Right? I don't know. Well, tweens are more like. Oh, right. Right. Like the 11, I was saying 12, like between but... like. 18, nah, that doesn't make any sense. No. Um, anyways, the late, <laughs> our late teens. So, we have two disc winners to announce in this episode. Two? Yeah. we uh, have. You the, can't see my face, but I made like a really like inquisitive like what type face? I think it was pretty apparent by the way you said it. Was it? It was. Okay, cool. Yeah. Good. Like 150%. Uh, that's impossible, but go ahead. So we have last week's winner of the Undertaker, the Discraft Undertaker, the Glow Ledgestone Open Undertaker to announce. And this week's episode has a disc and beer review, our deer review, world famous disc and beer review, uh, was given to us by a listener. And as you know from previous episodes, or maybe you're a new listener and you don't know, if you submit to us a disc and beer pairing, we will give you the disc in that pairing. But not so, the beer. We had someone submit the Convict by Dynamic Discs and Chainbreaker IPA by Deschutes Brewery. Uh, it's Chainbreaker White IPA. Chainbreaker White IPA. Thank you very much. But uh, So we have two winners of this disc, and we're probably going to announce at the end of this episode, depending on how it goes. Well, listen... Uh, Another disc. If, that you, if can win. you follow us on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, whatever, you will notice that we um, breweries love us and they send us discs now. They do. So we actually, so aside from our uh, Bear Republic disc, we also got some 
Sick. Sierra Nevada discs. So we're going to slang some plastic just because we got extras and and we want y'all to have a chance to get something. So even though they're both discs on this episode are already spoken for, we're going to give you a chance to win another one at the end of this episode. We'll do that. And the other winner of the disc that was on this episode, we asked you last week to submit your ideas for a segment on this podcast. And we had a lot of great ideas. We did. We had some and really good ones that we will use, but we decided, you know, the one yeah. that we used this episode will be the winner. Yeah. So we are going to use a lot of your ideas in future podcasts, and we probably will give you plastic for them. But in this one, we had multiple people suggest that we do an in the bag segment. And we're going to do probably two of them because we felt that two in the bags with the two of us would be a little bit much. Because we each carry like close to 20 discs, if not yeah, more. Yeah, so it, that could get pretty darn boring pretty fast. So this week, we're going to do my in the bag. Uh, I'll go through every, every disc in my bag. Next week, we'll do Joe's and give away another disc to another person because we had multiple in the bag suggestions. So And also, if you want it, and let us know on, on our social media... Um, if you want it, I don't know that we'll ever move this way, but if you want it, maybe we'll even video in the At bags? some point, yeah. I, I think that'd be a great idea. Just to see the, the disc we're using, things like that. But we're going to quickly just run through it. I'll talk about the discs I have in my bag and why they're there. And then next week we'll do Joe. And uh, I think it'll be great. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. And the, the next part of this episode, which we'll transition into right now, is that we want to talk about the tournament that's upcoming this weekend which is the Maple Hill Vibram Open. The Vibram Open at Maple Hill. Yeah, something like that. Is that... So Maple Hill is another one of those. Um, and maybe it's just going to turn out that everyone that there's like a major tournament at every year are going to be our bucket list courses. Mm -hmm. But we've talked about it, I know, on the podcast and personally a few times that we would love to play this course. Super challenging Water, crazy distance, trees, so sick. Yeah. We, we've we made no bones about it 150 times probably that Maple Hill is a course we want to play. Uh, in Massachusetts, beautiful, beautiful wooded course. Uh, with Like Joe said, there's water hazards, there's big open holes, there's wooded holes. It's got just about everything. So beautiful beautiful course and most of the pros that are playing in it have been there for the last 10 days or so oh so yeah if you follow any of them on on instagram or uh facebook or twitter you've probably seen pictures of them or maybe on the snapchat but you might have also seen pictures you don't want to see because it's snapchat is that snapchat you know my wife tells me that snapchat is now more about their filters and that they're trying to you i'm know, sure shed. I'm sure she tells you that. Whoa, I don't know what you're implying here, but I don't like it at I think all. if you go to an earlier episode when I said that we had a Snapchat, you... I was uh, very skeptical, yes. And and why was that? What did you feel like Snapchat was only for, Rob? Well, my opinion of Snapchat was that it was, you know, with the whole, like, temporary, like, people can't save the images, stuff like that, that it was primarily for t sending pictures of your privates to people. I bet it still is, Rob. I'm going to be honest. Ah, damn it. I'm going to be honest. Oh, God. It's so bad. So, But it makes you feel better. We do have a Disc Golf Podcast Snapchat. You can get on that and send, I don't, I think and send, and send your good. lady some... Uh, some D-picks? Some D-picks. Of in, your discs. 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 Now, we're not you know, talking about Yeah, what other kind of D-picks are there? Nobody wants to see those. 
I don't even know what they are. I don't even want to see a picture of my D. I just... <laughs> Discs, on the other hand. So, Vibramope... <laughs> that got weird fast. So, the Vibramope Open, we had a little bit of a weekend off. There was a few tournaments, the Fort Telecom Open, a few other things out there. Um, but the majority of the, the major pros were heading straight to... Uh, to the Maple Hill Open. Yeah, we'll be honest. We didn't watch any of those. I don't know what happened at any tournament. A couple of them. I've seen the, the video out there. It's worth watching. I, Will Schustrick won in... Uh, oh gosh, I'll, I'll pull this don't up in a sec. Stellacom, he won. <clears throat> as he should have. I think we said that very briefly. Like He should win that tournament. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, so... But, yeah, Maple Hill... Yeah. So, I think the big thing with Maple Hill, and I talked about it with, with Milo, too, where the Beaver State Fling was, it's, it's friendly to people who can bomb. If you can throw distance, it's going to help you out a lot. I mean, if you look the last few years, I don't even know who won last year, to be honest, but the biggest one I can remember is Coling, and it was just based on just booming amazing drives mm -hmm. mixed in with a little bit of Waisaki meltdown at the end but it's another bomber like it's yeah. a it's a course that has big par fives that you know if you can get down the fairway you're you're gonna do well like and there's big open drives too like it's not big dog leg right and left on those par fives a lot of them are this big wide open mm -hmm. get it as far down there as you and can and then make a technical second shot yep Type thing over, you know, you go over water on the first shot and then other. So Joe gave me a second to Google some stuff. So we had the Greater Hartford Disc Golf Open, which Will Schusterick won over the weekend uh, in, a, in a close match. Chris Dickerson and Tim Barham were right on his oh, heels. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tim Barham. Yeah, Tim Barham's good. Tim Barham out oh, yeah. of uh, Georgia. And, I just made that up. I don't and know. Then, and then we had the, uh, the Great Lakes Open presented by Discraft, where... Uh, there was a what appears to be a playoff, a, a three-way playoff between uh, Reed, Reed Frescura, Paul Uliberry, and Jeff Bennett, where uh, Frescura came out on top and Uliberry finished in second along with Jeff Bennett. So that was those were probably the two main ones. There's a couple of a couple other A tiers, the Mad City Open, Good the High Plains Uli Challenge. Doing some work though. Um, that that you know, and then there was the the Grippy Q tour in Finland, uh, where Simon Lazat actually placed second. What? Yeah. Was that the one that that video clip is from? Yep. Yeah. That that's why. So if yeah. you haven't seen this video, there's a video clip of Simon Lazat. He throws a forehand off the tee, turns it over into the woods, and then uh, this actually, uh, like I said earlier, we played around today, and this happens to me all the time where I start going through my steps and I realize that there's something off and part of me says just stop and then and do it right but I rarely do that and I try and just like power through or adjust like mid x step and always throw something awful and I'm ashamed of mm -hmm. so Lazat does something similar where I think he's taking his steps and right as he's about to throw he 
makes a mistake and like throws the disc behind him. Yep. Just super goofy, awful. Pretty much like a full 90 degrees to the right. Like, and it wasn't even like a, like your traditional grip lock where you threw it really hard and it went really, it was like almost like it just fell out of his hand to the right and just. Like, so, so the only way I can equate it because I've worked with kids forever is like if I was pretending to, you know, throw super far and on uh-huh. purpose, like dropped it behind me or something. Yeah. Like it looked like he was like, hey, buddy, let me give you a win. Yeah. But it, I'll do really good to sell that I just really messed up. It went out on Simon's Instagram, so worth worth checking out for sure. But the Vibram Open is most of the pros are, are there currently, a lot of the top talent. So on in these cases, when we get these big A tiers, Joe and I like to try and prognosticate I'm and in. pick. I'm in. Winners for these tournaments. Lazada's not playing. I just want to point we, that out again. I will never pick him again when he's not playing the tournament. Joe and I have gone back and forth on, on these tournaments. We've been fairly, fairly... I mean, I think I'm the only one who's like gotten 100% right, but uh, just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just saying. Well, I think I came out on top last week. You did. You did. So You did, but the week I, I got I 100% picked, right. I picked Ricky to win. We're probably even on like that because I also picked someone yeah. to like place first, maybe, who didn't play in the tournament at all. Yeah, that, that, that could have happened. And I think when you did that, you picked third instead of first. So but it I, all think, evens out. I think the, uh, the format we've been doing is that the winner of the previous week gets first shot at third place. So we do 3-2-1. Okay. I like it. I like it. Uh and choose our, our top three for the upcoming tournament, which is the Vibram Open at Maple Hill, which we are just super excited to see film of. And there will be plenty. Is there going to be live coverage? There I, was I, last year. I'm not sure. I, I think I know Smash, Dis- Dis- Smashbox yeah. is there. Smashbox sure. did live coverage last year. Um, think, but there's a lot of like dead spots for cell mm-hmm. coverage. So maybe I think not. there are. Um, ooh. Could be, could be parts. But oh, we'll see. I'm excited. So... Uh, in terms of top players, number three, I think Jeremy Colling is going to come through. Past success at this course. He's a bomber with the forehand throws. He's yet to show up this year. I picked him a couple other times, and he's pretty much just wet. One of them, he literally did not show up. One of them, he literally did not show up and, and wet the bed on me. But I think Jeremy Colling is going to channel his past success at this course and and play well. All right, so three is super tough for me, right? Yeah. You've got you got McCabe coming through, mm-hmm. who I think hasn't played in two years. At, at Maple at Hill? At Maple Hill. Ooh, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I could look that up. Yeah, well, don't waste time. I'm pretty positive. I might, may have or may not listened to Disc Golf Answer Man and heard <laughs> him say as such. Gotcha. Uh, so he hasn't played in a few years. Philo's coming off a huge second place with... Uh, an albatross that got him one of the ugliest yeah. discs I've ever seen. The shot heard around the world. Seen around the world. Yeah. Uh, and, there uh, is... Joe's referring to the uh, albatross edition Star the, Destroyer. The Philotross or whatever. The Philotross Destroyer that went up on Innova Discs. And, and Philo, like, if you drew that, if that's your artwork, I apologize a I'm, million times. Seriously, Philo, if you designed that, I'm so sorry, but... It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. But if anybody else did, the bottom stamp needs to be on the top, and the top stamp needs, maybe doesn't need to be around. The top stamp maybe needs to, like, I don't know. Just look it up if you don't Just know. Anyways, so Philo's crushing it. Um, there is... 
Okay. You got Sexton. There's Sexton, yep. who's amazing. You got Doss, Brinster, Schustrick. Bradley, Cam Todd. Bradley Williams. Cameron Cam Todd, Todd that, that came through. Eula Berry. Greg Barsby. Zach Melton. Did you say Johnny McRae? Did you already say McRae? Johnny McRae's here. MJ. Absolutely. MJ's there. Local, local pro James Proctor for us here in California. Yeah, local. Okay, so... You know who's who had a really good last year under the radar last last year. You've actually picked him before. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Nico. Nico, okay. I'm gonna go Nico three. I can't argue with it. I can't argue with it. I feel like Schuster's gonna make an appearance, but I felt like that this entire year, and he's yet to do it. Except for he won a tournament last weekend. But and the and, greater Hartford. And for my Open. bonus pick, uh, Nate Doss is gonna throw nine aces. Whoa, 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 we'll get to the bonus picks later. Oh, shoot. I didn't, so, I didn't know we were legitimately doing bonus picks. Sorry, so, listeners. <laughs> this is the, the, the meat part, the, the second place and the first place picks. Cause oh, you have to go first. <laughs> I do. I do have to pick first. And I'm going to stick to what I did last week, and I'm going to pick Paul Macbeth to finish in second. Because I just think Ricky is playing better. It's true. It's totally true. He is, he is, he is. He's playing so well. And really, like, I talked about Coling winning a few years ago, and it was a, a Waisaki meltdown, which just wouldn't happen now. I like, don't I don't, so, that's yeah. not a possibility. Um, but, I think he's, but he's learned and grown from those experiences. Going by, going by my, my Macbeth, uh, I don't know, my temperature gauge. He's been posting a lot on social media about mm-hmm. getting better, doing more. Mm-hmm. So, in second place, for a second week in a row, I'm going to say Ricky Waisaki. Fair enough. Joe and I going head-to-head again. I mean, that's more fun that way. Yeah, absolutely. So, obviously, I'm now picking Ricky Waisaki to place first. Yes, of course. And Joe is picking... Will Schuster. <laughs> No, I'm paying Paul McBeth. It's possible. You'd it totally say- is. It totally, it totally is. Because that's that's something we talk about too. And and uh, I said it earlier. Like this course caters to those who can bomb. And uh, I even had a conversation with you away from the podcast today about like dudes who can bomb. And neither one of us even thought to say Shoestrick. Yeah. But he's like one of the original. He's like an OG bomber. Like he was a dude who was throwing 500, 550 before. People mm-hmm. knew that it was a thing that you could do that. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like he, all the terms I've watched of him, he has all the talent to do it, but I feel like every tournament, there's a piece that isn't there. That he has the booming drives where he wants mm-hmm. them, well, or he it, has like the perfect approach shots, or he nails anything from 45 in. I think the biggest thing with Schustrick has been the putts. Yeah, I think he he's got he's got a little bit of a hitch in his putt, and, and his demise has been his putting. Yeah, and, and and I wouldn't even say it's the forty five footers. I think it's the thirty footers. Yeah, that that Wysocki and Macbeth make every time, and Schusterick misses one one of them here and there, and I think that's been the biggest thing. But Macbeth hasn't been hitting those with his new. Has he? I I feel like he he's been. And Dude. by that, I mean I actually didn't watch any of it's, the it's probably been like, chase card. I, he missed some 50-footers, but I think he's still, I think he's he's, still been pretty He new. is, but, you know, it was really, this time last year, if he had a clear run with the basket 60 in, it was automatic. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't. Uh, I mean. Yeah. No. I mean. I was. It wasn't automatic, but you were never surprised if Macbeth made a shot inside of eighty feet. Right. Like, right. You know. I guess you're right. It wasn't automatic, but it was a. Um, you. I feel like in the big pressure moments, it was automatic. Yeah. Yeah. And the big pressure moments, it was. You know, he's got a fifty footer. There's no obstruction. It was mm-hmm. like, yeah. He's... But think of all the little things that can happen to make a putt from that sort of distance not go in. You know, a little bit of wind, a strange kick off the chains. Girlfriend. You... <laughs> what? Robin, how could you say something like that? That's crazy. I don't understand how that would have any impact on someone's game I mean, it's, ever. it's a... Back to the fundamentals of disc golf. But... It, it's just not an easy distance, and I think that he could maybe just be missing some putts just based on some bad luck here and there. Yeah. A lot of his shots have looked pretty good. That's true, you know, and you watch, like, stuff, and you hear about, like, the champ role, like, mm-hmm. you know, when he was winning tournaments, yep, he was getting some crazy rolls right at the basket. And I'll say it again. I mean, for as bad of a round that he had at Beaver State Fling, because he had one really bad round, he still finished third. Yep. And pretty much every other tournament, no, he's, he's been second. Like, oh. he's having a great year. It's just the big other stories are kind of stomping yeah. over it. Just after a year of, what, he had like one second place and one third place yeah. and one first and everything else last mm-hmm. year. But I, And I don't even think that his game is really like falling. No, I, I think don't think Rick, so at all has stepped it up. Rick he is has. on a new level. And and I used to, you said in earlier podcasts that you felt it had something to do with, with uh, the, the run of plastic and the change of things, and I poo-pooed you, and I think you're 100% right. I, I, now, and it has a lot to do with the fact that we've thrown a few of those discs now, but I think the fact that Rick switching to the Trilogy Plastic now has the arsenal that mm-hmm. he needs. And having thrown some of these discs, he throws those BT Hard Harps. That's a great disc. The Compass, that's a great disc. The Shield is a terrific disc. He, he has these awesome discs that he now knows exactly what to do with. And he's throwing them well. And throwing them with confidence. Which is bringing with uh, one bold prediction right now. Mm-hmm. Um, either towards the end of the season or at the start of next season... Drew Gibson's going to start being in the top 10, top 5. Okay. I, I That would be awesome. He's got all the skills. He does. He does but it's that plastic, I'm he's telling you. He's a bomber. He was, he's, he's a bomber, and he is a famous rock thrower. Noted, episode 19, Joe is saying 2017 breakout pro Drew Gibson. Yeah. Breaking back out. Yeah. Because he was breaking out yeah. and switch brands. Yeah. It's true. It's It's... You can go throw in a field, you can go whatever, but you really need to know what it's going to do. And you need to know how it's going to beat in. Um, by the way, thanks for fact-checking us, whoever did it on Disc Golf Answer Man. Beating in a disc is a real thing. <laughs> Knowing how a disc beats in is going to change your game. And, and being able to pull something fresh out of the box and know what it does is one thing. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be new lines that are going to present themselves to you. As you throw the disc more and, yep. and it gets beat. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is a perfect way to transition into our user-suggested seg- segment, which is how we decided on the last episode, we said, tell us a segment to do and we will give you a disc. And here we are. Dennis Freeman of Kansas has won the Undertaker, 
the Discraft Undertaker. The Glow uh, Bloodstone Open Fundraiser Disc. Yeah. Beautiful disc. Because he suggested that we do an In the Bag segment. And we had several other right. listeners right. suggest this. And thank you all, but he was the first. He was the first. And just to make those other listeners that suggested, we're going to do this in two parts. Because we felt doing both of our bags in the same episode would be a little bit much. Listen, we every time we go into this episode, we plan to like talk for an hour and it ends up being like an hour and 20 minutes, so uh-huh. we don't need to go an hour and a half for y'all. Yeah. So, we will give away another disc to another person that suggested the In the Bag segment when Joe does his bag next week. This week, I am going to talk about my bag. I like it. So. First off, what kind of bag do you carry? I do. I carry a, a Grip uh, EQ bag, which is... I don't carry. I, 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 I guess I carry. You definitely carry. You carry it on your back. I sling it. I sling it. You carry it. You carry. It. You carry yeah. a backpack. You carry. It. So it's a backpack style bag. It's a backpack style bag. The grippy Q. Uh, I like the bag quite a bit. It, I don't have really any problems with it. I I'd say the only downside to the grip bag is that if you're looking to like stuff a sweatshirt into it or anything like that. You're probably not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I can fit in like a lightweight rain breaker, some some sort of thing like that. But if you have a, a full size sweatshirt, it's probably not going in there. Um, other than that, it comes with a rain fly, which is great, mm-hmm. which clips on perfectly. Very comfortable bag, fits. Uh, you could probably, if you stuff them in here, get. 22 to 25 discs in it i i personally carry i think 20 20 or 21 yeah um that that goes in here along with with putters and it's got plenty of space down the sides two cup holders that would hold uh 32 ounce waters right or uh large bottles yeah Two, two cup holders down the sides that would hold the beverage of your choice easily holds a bottle keeper it it yeah easily easily very easily it has a kind of what they call a quiver pocket on the top for your putters which is like a like an arrow reference like for an archer if you yes. reach over your back it, the putters would be right there well, that's cool because your name's robin it's like robin hood and like has <laughs> arrows oh it was literally exactly probably the first one who ever said that i was looking at all the disc golf bags doing tons of research and then when i saw that the grip bag had a quiver pouch on the top of the bag, I was like, oh, this is perfect. Because my name's Robin, and of course I'm an excellent archer, even though I probably... Remember that conversation about, like, um, moist and whatnot? Yeah. Like, Quiver Pouch lives in that world for me. <laughs> what? Why is it like... Quiver Pouch just sounds gross. <laughs> just said. Just said. Disc Quiver Pocket. Okay. Is Still kind of gross. they call it. So... Which I do like, and occasionally I do actually put my putter back in there in that fashion, but not yeah. very often. When it's like, like so super tap in, like four feet or less. But great bag. I love my grip. It's uh, it's going on probably a year plus now. Mm-hmm. I maybe a year and a half that I've had this bag. So uh, no complaints. It's holding up perfectly. No broken zippers. No rips. No tears. Uh, no no problems with this bag at all. So. That's that. Next. Like getting to them D's. I'd say. Weird. What disc? We already established that D's meant discs. Oh, Why are you oh, saying weird? Right. Sorry. I'm sorry. I just Where's, keep... Where are you going? I don't even know. I just hear D. And I, I thought think... I'd do you. 
<laughs> so I'm going to start with putters because I'm going to go low speed to high speed and I carry two putting putters. I carry two McPro AVRs, uh, which are my putting putters. Uh, I love Paul Macbeth. Do you know what runs they are? Could you tell me like which run is which? Um, I mean, not in terms of like years or anything, but I carry a, a bottom stamp, uh, highest rated, uh, highest rating ever Paul Macbeth, the 1055 bottom stamp McPro AVR. And then I carry, they're both white currently, which is not a thing. I don't necessarily. No, if you've looked at our Instagram at all, you know that he carries every color of McPro that's I do. Existing. I've got lots of colors, but currently I'm carrying two white ones. And then I have a another white gold stamp with kind of the, the classic AVR uh, gold stamp on top uh, that I've been carrying for a while. Good, good trusty putter. One slightly newer than the other, so a little bit more stable, less beat in. Uh, putts only. Anything inside of 60 feet. So those are my two putting putters, two McPro AVRs. My next putter that I carry is a Glow AVR, which is the same exact mold, more or less, uh, as the McPro AVR, but in a Glow DX plastic. Did you usually throw max weight? Uh, yes. On, on all my putters, they're all 175s. So uh, every, every single one of them, I believe, actually. I'll check that quickly here on these others but yeah um so i carry a glow avr and the glow avr i use for short range approaches um and and even putts but it, it's kind of like a like a tweener between some of my more uh trusty approach putting discs uh, i can also use it to putt with if i feel like it so uh, i just like the feel of it uh, the plastic is is a little bit more grippy and a little bit softer than the McPro AVR, which is an extremely stiff putter. So the, the Glow AVR being in that same mold, but slightly softer, kind of gives me a softer landing, something along those lines. Um, also, I just I just have a problem with Glow Plastic. I just love Glow, glow Plastic. It's, uh, so, it's a disease. So I carry the, the Glow AVR as like a, a, a I'd say in, it could be anywhere from a like 70-foot, type approach shot to 200 feet somewhere around those those lines as yeah well. i've seen i've definitely seen you jump putt glaviars too where yeah jump jump putts i'll do that with it or even a, a just a straight approach from 200 feet or so uh i will use a, a glow avr uh next i bag the nova the nova is my go-to approach disc it is anywhere you know same similar range as the glow avr but further so uh, from from 70 feet on out to 260 or 270 somewhere along those lines straight flying uh, perfect approach disc it's one of the overmold discs so you have an xt plastic uh exterior flight plate, set flight plate and then the rim is uh r pro plastic uh, as far i believe that's correct um fairly certain r pro correct me if i'm wrong uh but Great approach disc. But if you do, off the tee, I call you a dick. Yeah. Off the tee, you can drive with it straight flying. Uh, basically, the the Paul Macbeth series XT Nova does what you what you tell it to. You throw it straight, it'll fly straight. You give it an aiming line, it'll give you a, give you a right-hand turn for a right-handed player. Uh, you can put a hyzer on it, and it'll fly nice and, and flat and hyzer out to the left. Um Great disc, really, really, really versatile, uh, and 
has spent a lot of time in my bag. I've got multiple versions of these. Also, if so. you find one of the Macbeth uh, stamp, tour stamp <clears throat> ones with a magenta ring and a black flight plate with no name on it, congratulations. <laughs> Next. Our friend lost, lost mine. Yeah, poor Joe. Poor Joe had a rough time at De La. Eh, it was all two, good. Two discs lost? That's a, that's a bad day. Well, I only, I only lost one myself. So next I carry in terms of driving putters. So I do drive with the Nova that I just talked about sometimes, uh, depending on the, the length of the hole. But the main discs that I'm driving with currently, which is actually a new addition to my bag, are Axiom Envies. And I carry a Soft Envy, and I carry a, a Proton Envy, um, which is, is more of a, a very firm kind of champion or lucid or, um, you know, that sort of style plastic, trans, transparent plastic. Uh, the Envy, I've really fallen in love with. It's a very stable putter. It can handle a lot of power uh, off of the tee and gives you a straight flight with a nice, nice dependable fade. The uh, Proton one is, is stiffer and for a longer distance. I also carry a Soft Envy. Um, a Neutron Plastic Soft Envy for a little bit of a, a lighter touch. If I needed to stick on the landing, that's what I carry those for. So two driving putters are both Envies. And those are new to your bag, and you like Extremely new. in love. Extremely new. The, automatically. I bought the, the Soft Neutron Envy, uh, and that's what I fell in love with, and then bought the Proton as, as a, a driving putter, and it replaced essentially the Judge in my bag. I Whatever, was carrying, I was carrying lucid judges and uh, these envies I just felt were more versatile and I liked the uh, the feel of the plastic a little better, especially in the in the two different versions. I don't the judge doesn't have a comparable version of the neutron soft plastic. True. In, in my opinion. I mean I'm just saying I I parked the lady with a yeah. lucid judge. There you go. Just saying. So envies, great disc, check them out if you haven't. There's a reason they're popular. Uh, it's a, a great disc. So that's all my putters for a total of six putters. So if you I didn't had, know, Robin, uh, Robin likes putters. So I have two putting putters, uh, two approach putters in the in the Glow AVR and the Nova, and then two driving putters in the Envies, uh, a Neutron and a Proton Envy. So uh, on to mid ranges, which I carry five of. I carry a Discraft Comet. In glow plastic, which is my understable turnover, you know, hyzer flip uh, mid-range disc. So it it's uh, fairly understable. You can get it to fly some pretty straight lines if you if you don't overpower it. Uh, if you throw it hard, you will get nice turnover shots for it. So a lot of lot of versatility to it. Uh, not something that you use for you know a windy shot or anything like that. It's it's a disc that I use for tightly wooded holes or for something where I need to get a little bit of right hand turn on on shorter range shots. Mm -hmm. So Glow Comet, great disc. A Comet is a great learner disc for, for anyone getting started that has been throwing putters and is learning how to throw. The Comet is something I would say is is probably the next step. It also for, glows in the dark. It also glows. Again, you're, you're going to hear a theme here. Another Glow disc in Robin's bag. The, the next ones, I carry two TI buzzes. So uh, 
just Nate Doss series titanium buzzes. Uh, one of them is, I believe, 167 grams, which is my more understable one. And I carry a newer one that is, uh, I believe, 174 grams, 76 or 74. Not sure, which is my newer, slightly more stable. Um, so my older one, my TI Buzz, I've had for a long time, extremely straight flying. I can, that was your first mid that you were like, this is the jam. Yeah, my TI Buzz, I really love it. I can throw it uh, you know, straight as an arrow for, for 310 to, to 320 feet uh, and have it not fade, just finish straight, land straight. And I can pump it out for bigger distance on any lines out to you know as far as 360 or 370 even with it um on on less accurate lines but the main thing i use these buzzes for are those like 300 plus foot lines even down to kind of 250 um when i just want to throw straight at it and have it land straight so that's what i use buzzes for i love them i i probably one of the discs i throw the most on the course in the mid range is my TI buzzes. Um, very useful, uh, you know, when you just throw straight at it, it's perfect. So, I also carry a wasp, an Eric McCabe TI wasp. You mad? Uh, for when I want a little bit more fade out of that buzz line. So, uh, the wasp just slightly more fade, so it's not used nearly as often, but when I just want to get a little bit more fade, a little bit more left out of it, I, I pull out the wasp. And then you I, drop like spike hyzers with that too. I do, yeah. Uh, and I could do it with the the regular TI buzz too, but I just tend to go with the with the TI wasp. Um, and then my last one, all titanium plastic for my buzzes. By the way, I just like the feel of it. I've I've had good success with it. And my last one, I carry a titanium buzz OS, a uh, a PDGA Pro Disc Golf World Champion Pittsburgh edition for 2015. Um, which is a uh, spike hyzer, uh, headwind, and forehand mid-range disc. So it, a lot of times when this comes out of my bag, I'm using it for forehand shots, like get out of trouble forehands. Mm -hmm. So that's the main thing for my, my Buzz OS. That's all my mid-ranges, five of them. Uh, two TI Buzzes, Comet, Wasp, and a Buzz OS. So... Next, we're going to get on to the fairway and fairway drivers. I carry FDs, the Discmania FD, which is a seven-speed. Uh, That's also called the Jackal. The Jackal. It is the straightest flying uh, driver in my bag. I love the FDs. I can't tell you enough. You ne probably need an FD in your bag. I carry a couple of, couple of them, one more understable than the other, a little bit more beat-in in, in S-line plastic. They are straight flying, just perfect tunnel discs, perfect turnover discs, really great. If you haven't thrown an FD, you need to check it out. Everybody needs an FD in their bag, 100%. Uh, Joe's shaking his head at me. He needs an FD. I don't need an FD. I, I, I think I turned it over. My next ones time. are Eagles. I carry two champions. Only two? Yeah, at the moment. Sometimes three, depending on what's going on. Uh, I have a lot of eagles, as I've stated in other podcasts, but uh, at the moment I'm carrying two 12-time uh, world champion Kim, Ken Climo champion eagles, uh, and they're my go-to fairway drivers. So, really love them. 
great kind of stable to understable drivers. I have one that's more stable than the other, and I have uh, you know a few others that are extremely understable that I put in sometimes, depending on the course. But at the moment, I'm I'm carrying two, and uh, so that's that's it for fairways. I carry FDs and uh, and eagles. Next, jumping up into distance drivers, I carry a utility Firebird, which is the Sexton Glow Edition Firebird, which is like a headwind driver or a forehand disc. I use this predominantly for forehand shots. Sexton Glow Firebird, probably my favorite Firebird to date. Uh, I've thrown a lot of Firebirds over the years, mm -hmm. uh, and this one is really, really terrific. If, if you haven't gotten a Sexton Firebird yet, you need to. Uh, it... it really has terrific flight and it is not the meat hook that uh, the previous glow firebirds have been so another glow disc in my bag well my birthday's coming up in six months maybe you should get me one. Oh, <laughs> in six months <laughs> <laughs> i also carry a s-line cd2 which is in that same uh, same speed range which is a control driver uh, which is what CD stands for. Does it have another? Does it have a cool name too, like Jackal? Uh, I can't remember. I feel like that one. It does. I, it I does? think. Oh, I think okay. it does. It's like the. I don't know. I can't remember something. But uh, this is a really nice S line swirl plastic Huck Lab stamped CD two, which is a. It's pretty. It is, and this one I use for for nice uh, control shots. I want to throw it straight. I want to get a turnover out of it, or a hyzer flip, something along those lines for good distance. I pull out the CD2. Currently, this one is fairly new and, and fairly stable, so that's what I, I throw for for kind of... Um, I can get some pretty good distance out of it. Most of the time, I'm I, this is for kind of straighter 350-foot shots type, type thing for me. Um, my last kind of uh, distance driver in, in that speed range is the Beast. Uh, champion beast that I carry that has been in my bag for a very very long time and is completely beat uh, very very understable uh, I use it for max distance uh, and hyzer shots I use it for rollers I use it for hyzer flip shots I can get a lot of things done with this disc uh, great great utility disc if I lost it I would have to work really hard to, to replace right. it. Big, big Anheuser uphill? It, it, anything that's uphill, it's the main thing I use it for, is trying to get uphill and get a lot of distance is I use this beast for. Uh, when, when I can't just throw a, a higher speed distance driver and get there, this has the, the understability uh, to, to really get up there. And I've got some really long uphill shots. Holes that, holes that probably play in the in the 420 to 450 range where I've been able to get pin high on um, with with this disc um, on uphill shots specifically and rollers I use this to roll um, I use this to roll and I use the FD to roll also I have a fairly beat FD mm -hmm. that I can do that with finally the last disc in my bag is the boss I carry three of them so I carry a G star boss which is currently my my nice straight flying boss but still has stability uh, and then I carry two Feldberg bosses that I've had for years. One of them is extremely understable for a boss because it's basically, you know, uh, about 10 years old. So, yeah. um, <laughs> and has been thrown since, since day one. So, and 
got plenty of trouble, so I can Heiser flip it, and I can get long, long turnover shots. Probably my max distance driver is this David Feldberg uh, 2008 Boss, my orange one. Uh, I've had it for a very long time, very beat, and can, can take some big distance lines. And then I carry another one that's slightly more stable, and I can use for forehands and, and other more stable shots. So that is my bag. Sweet. A lot of discs. Wow, so you have three, like, high-speed drivers in your bag. I do. <laughs> you guys are, are in for a totally different diagnosis. <laughs> I, I only care, well, I mean, technically, high-speed. Yeah, speed, technically, I'll get into my. Technically, high-speed, you know, the nine-speed drivers that I carry, like the, the Beast and the CB2 and the and the Firebird, those count. So you, you could call those. The Firebird's make that seven. Six. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, never mind that. So, um, I thought Firebird was nine. No, Thunderbird's nine. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I only carry the three uh, high-speed drivers, the max-distance drivers, bosses. That's My it. bag is so silly. You guys will find out next week. So, tried to get through that as quickly as I possibly could and, and still shed some light on how I play. I am, compared to Joe, a, a more lower speed focused player. Well, and compared to me, he's a better player. <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't need to... So, I do carry pretend. a lot of mid-ranges. I carry a lot of putters. It, it, if I had to throw just a few of these discs, I'd, I'd probably end up going out on the course with a Buzz, an Eagle, and an AVR. Yeah. That it... Maybe an FD. FD Eagle Ooh. in that range. Can I give my three right now or should I wait until next week? Um, you can give your three right now. Why not? Okay, so... Uh, gosh. So I would probably go Buzz also. Mm-hmm. Um, I would go Judge. But I feel like a lot of the lines that I could get like with my T-Bird or with an Eagle, I probably could do with the Buzz. Okay. Just on a bigger hyzer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would probably, I would probably go like Rampage or Boss. Okay. For my for my third. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, Rob and I were talking about this earlier. That we throw kind of similar stuff, but the big difference is he's way more control <laughs> and knows what he's doing, and knows how to like slow down his arm and like throw at seventy percent for shots. I'm pretty much one speed, which is not awesome, but I pretty much... You know, honestly, most... I, I don't think that's a problem, necessarily. I, I don't try to, to slow down speed. I, I more try to compensate with the discs right. than, than anything else. And I, I think that that's true. Like, you don't want to try and throw at 70%, I think, really very often or make a habit of it. Right, and I tend to compensate. I compensate with the disc, but also... The line. Angle. I think a lot of time you compensate with the hyzer angle. Right. And that's and if I have a big open field, you know, I know I can, mm -hmm. you know, I just, instead of throwing something flat straight at it, mm -hmm. I just throw it on a big booming hyzer and know that all my energy is going to be wasted on flying up and then flying back mm -hmm. down, but I can still throw it, you know, close to max power yeah. and, and throw it yeah. 325. Joe and I did that exact same thing today on the same exact hole. We threw the same exact disc. 
in two different ways. It was yep. pr- probably like a 270 foot hole or something along those right, lines. The buzz. And and I threw my buzz just straight at it and put it under the basket. And Joe threw a big hyzer out to the side. And it's very very indicative of yep. of, of how we. He throw. was a little bit closer, but we both birdied. So <laughs> two two birdies, two different methods. So not not necessarily a, a big deal, right? Or problem, for sure. So. Now that we've gotten through all the the discs in my bag, it's time for our world famous. Beer it's, it, it's it's legitimately world famous. World famous disc and beer review. Our I don't di- actually I don't know what famous, but people know about it around <laughs> the world. I guess world um, known, world, world renowned or known. I don't know. Disc and beer pairing where we choose a disc and a beer, we put them together and review them both for you. And this week, this is a listener selection. So we had Alex Shelby, who uh, is a wonderful listener of ours, suggests that we review The Convict by Dynamic Discs, along with the uh, Chainbreaker White IPA by Deschutes Brewing. So obviously we have the the commonality between The Convict and, and Breaking Chains right. of the two beers. Right, so when I think about like Chainbreaker, yeah. when I think about Chainbreaker, I think about like, Especially when you think about convict with chainbreaker, you think about like some big hulking thing or dude like breaking through some chains, yeah. right? Um, like like kind of the same way you think about like rampage, right? Um, and then you get the beer and you see that the picture on the the front of the beer is uh, a mountain bike tire. Yeah, so, so they're going more like a bike chain. They're thinking like you were riding hard up a hill and and broke your bike chain. And you're like, oh. You know what? I uh, I'm thirsty. So we I want to be refreshed. We didn't really realize that until we got the beer in hand. But here we are, and uh, we're gonna go forward with it anyway because you know. Listen, I let me let me uh, pump the brakes for one second. I really enjoyed the shoots. Yeah, me too. They make some great beers. They do, and they are a Oregon, correct? Yes. Oh, very much Oregon. Yeah, Oregon Brewery. Bend, Oregon. Yeah. So. And this is a, a white IPA, and, and they're kind of, it's more of a a wit style, a wheat right. style IPA. So right. it's, it's got a hoppy flavor to it, but it also has the kind of wit style flavors, a little bit of spice to it. And being um, a wit, you know, it's unfiltered, so you got a little little fun at the bottom. Yep. Yeah, you will you can definitely see some sediment in the bottle, bottom of the bottle, uh, which is very, very common of that. Yeah, it's part of the flavor. So, should we start with the convict? Talk about the disc first. Or you want to talk about the beer? First? I think we're already rolling the beer. Let's just all right. Let's just do let's this go beer. beer. So this is a a white IPA, as we've already said. The the wit style beer. It is six five point six percent alcohol and fifty five IBUs. So it it does have some bitterness to it. It's got a little um, hop. It's it's so it's spiced too. So it's that wit, but it's spiced like it is. I can get some coriander in there, some like allspice yeah. flavors, and then it still has that kind of traditional IPA kind of citrusy, uh, bitter hop flavor to it. Right, that, that pass along. So, if if you like a wit beer and you're looking for a little bit more hop flavor, this is the the beer for you. If you're like, I like a wit beer, I like a little bit of hops. I'm also really into pumpkin pie. <laughs> yeah, purely for like the coriander and spices. <laughs> like, get after it. I am not that person. If you're listening and reading in between the lines, <laughs> Joe. And it's it's totally personal preference. It has nothing to do with like the quality of beer. I bet 
it rates really well. Like, I feel like if that's what you're looking for, like, they nailed it. Yeah. It's not my jam. No. Like, I, like spiced beer is like, I'm, I'm not into it. Yeah. I, uh, like, coriander doesn't belong in beer to yeah. me. Like, I just, and I feel like a wheat beer, like a wit and an IPA are on, like, such different worlds for me. Like, I drink them at different times for different reasons. Like, mixing it together. I I don't have a problem with it like Joe does. I, I, Whoa, I actually bro. like the beer. Whoa, it has bro. It's very complex in terms of the flavor. You get the, the bitterness and the, the kind of citrus flavor of an IPA. You also get some of the spicy, more spicy flavors of a wit or, or Hefeweizen, that sort of thing. It's a good beer. It's smooth. Uh, it's not difficult to drink and Listen, at all. it is refreshing. I'll tell you that so. right now. Like, I, I definitely, if I was really thirsty and there was, yeah. uh, and I didn't have, I wasn't at work, I didn't have to go anywhere, and, like, I had the choice between this and, like, a bottle of water, <laughs> I would probably drink this. <laughs> so, if I had the choice between drinking this beer and a, uh, if a I glass of hydrate, stale milk. If I wanted to hydrate and, and, and catch a little buzz, <laughs> I'd go this way. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, uh, really, I, I enjoy the beer. Joe obviously is is not feeling this at all. It's just not my jam. Yeah. You know who would love this? My wife. I think the real problem. Oh yeah, she would. Yeah, she, this, like, this is her jam right here. Yeah. Uh, my wife, I don't think so. Right, but my mom, my, my my wife, you know, my she, wife she drinks. My wife likes her beer to taste a like a daiquiri. So, if you guys know of a beer that tastes like a daiquiri... That's called a daiquiri. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. Have, have you poured a strawberryta over ice for her yet? <laughs> Not yet, no. Just don't tell her what it is. Don't tell her what it don't is. Tell, I bet she's down, by the way. <laughs> by the way, I think I just saved you so much money. Just pour it over ice and never let her see the can. She's a she, she's a, feel like, she's a strawberry lady. I made you the strawberry. It's definitely not a Bud Light strawberry. <laughs> it's definitely not a weird eight ounce can that's ten percent alcohol. Don't worry about it. No, don't. It's fine. And it's so weird that we know what those are and what alcohol percentage they are. So anyway, <laughs> the the disc, the Convict by Dynamic Disc, brought to you by Infinite Discs. And right, which we ha- didn't bring up at all. Infinite Disc is awesome, by the way. Yeah. So this disc was sent to us by InfiniteDiscs.com, which is the best disc golf retailer on the internet, hands down. If you go there, you can check out their discs. When you go to buy your disc, it's not just, oh, I want an orange one, and it's going to be 176 all that sort of thing. They show you, when you buy it, you look at a picture of the exact disc and the exact weight. They ship in minutes i'm not totally even, i'm not even joking like with, that is not a joke i i've done multiple orders from them i've had orders from uh from listeners they tell me that it shipped in 30 minutes it shipped in 15 minutes they get on it listen that's how we found this partnership i'm gonna be totally honest i bought a disc for this podcast and like 15 minutes later got confirmation with shipping and i had to send them an email and just be like you guys are awesome. Also, I do a podcast. Yeah. And it worked out. Like, <laughs> it literally they're did. They're just awesome people. Um, so, if you order from them, you can, there's like under, when you look at your cart, at the bottom, there's a little drop down menu. You got to click on it, it'll come down. It's for a promo code. This is on the very first page of your cart. 
So when you click checkout on the very first page underneath, there's a little thing you have to click down on it. You can use promo code DG Podcast, as in Disc Golf Podcast. That's us. Yep. Uh, and that will get you 10% off your entire order, which is totally worth it because not only do you get to choose your exact disc, but they probably have the lowest price. Uh, no, totally. they don't. Probably. They do. They, they do. do have they the do. lowest prices. They do. And plus, I mean, so you, basically you're going to get crazy, super cheap shipping by getting that 10% off. Pretty much. Uh, and if you buy more more discs than that, you'll, you'll get even more. But for the most part, you know, if you're buying two, three discs, something like that, it's probably going to end up equaling out on the shipping. And uh, it, I just can't recommend that, their website enough. They carry all brands. Mm-hmm. They carry bags. They carry clothing. They carry hats. Anything you can think of. They also, and we just started playing with it. We'll tell you more about it in a later episode. We started playing with it. They have an app. There's now an app to rate courses, to track mm-hmm. your rounds. Um, you can get your own username and kind of put yourself up against other people that are near you. We'll, we'll get back to it later. But they're kind of trying to just run the gamut with yeah everything disc golf. So we'll do a review on, on the Infinite Disc app coming up on a, on a podcast pretty soon. But they're in beta and it, it should launch. I believe Android is out there already. Yep, that's for, what I for got. People and, I'm, uh, I'm one of those and guys. And a few others. So a great, great website, infinitedisc.com. Promo code DG Podcast. 10%. 10% off your entire order. So also so. something cool about this disc, because we get actually back in the disc, is it is a fundraiser disc, I believe. Yeah. So we did get a, a Professional Disc Golf World Championships 2016 for Emporia, Kansas. Yeah, it's so, pretty stamped. So this is a, a 2016 Worlds uh, stamped uh, convict, which is going to be given away to Alex Shelby, who suggested this pairing of the convict along with the Chainbreaker IPA. So for that, he gets this disc. And keep in mind, if you submit to us a disc and beer review, a deer review, we will give you the disc. Yeah, so, so this is the second time we've done it. It, yeah. it happens. So, on to the Convict. The, uh, the Convict is a uh, distance driver. It has a speed of 9, a glide of 4, a turn of minus 0.5, and a fade of 3. So, this is, for all intents and purposes, a slightly understable to, to straight driver. Uh, with, with a decent amount of fade, good glide, uh, it's, it's a... I would say probably a utility driver. Um, yeah, it's it's. We threw it in some headwinds, and it definitely got a ton of turn to it. It never, you know, turned over completely and 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 caused a ton of problems. But I, I wouldn't say it's a trusty headwind driver. No. But this is a great kind of controllable driver for uh, straight to if you want to. If you want to give it a little hyzer flip, you can get it to flip up. Mm-hmm. If you want to get a little turn to it, it'll fade still at the end, but you can throw it out flat and get a tiny bit of turn. But a, a good nine-speed driver with the yeah. you can control. And you get know, out and I didn't, I didn't do it at all, but I kind of feel like if you throw it on a real hard end, it'll probably keep that line. Mm-hmm. Or depending on how far you're getting out, I how think so. high up. Um, also, I don't know if we mentioned it's in the Lucid Plastic. Yes. Super grippy, super clean plastic. Like the plastic, yes. it feels amazing. I think Lucid plastic is probably Dynamic's best plastic. Yeah, totally. I, it's in it's, my opinion, it's fantastic. Um, 
like I said, it's super, it's beautiful, but it, it feels really good in the hand. I really love mm-hmm. the plastic. I mean, so we got all these discs from Infinitus.com and uh, kind of just rifled through them. Obviously, didn't play with anything yet. And this is one I think we both put in our hands and we're like, this is nice. This is going to be really yeah. fun to throw. It, and it was. Uh, you, a lot of versatility to it. It, uh, I think the only downside would be you're you're not going to want to throw this in a headwind situation. But other than that, if you're in in fairly calm conditions, you can get out and throw this disc with confidence and get you know really perfectly straight lines if you want them with a little bit of fade at the end. You can get some some turnover shots if you give it a little. We're talking fresh out of the box here. Exactly. I was I gonna say we I don't know up, how this beats. Beat up. I I don't know. Um, yeah. In all honesty, speaking of that, that's something we need to start uh, working on because I don't really know how DD discs truly beat in because I haven't found any of them. No, yeah, I mean we know how the really how the judge it. goes and yeah, and did, a few others, right? But um, but yeah, it, you know, out of the box, it, if you want this to finish right, you probably are going to throw it either perfectly flat with a lot of power or. Uh, with a little bit of Anheuser, and and even still, we we saw a pretty decent fade on out of this disc. Um, it it's a three fade, so it's not going to be crazy, but it does when it slows down tend to finish pretty well to the left, which I think helped a tiny bit in those windy situations. Yeah, yeah we yeah, saw yeah. a lot of turn, but it never just finished completely right. Yeah, it always came back. It, it always always came back. It always came back when it slowed down. So you know, but you might be you're, you're it might still end up. 40 feet to the right of your mm-hmm. your line just because it turned over a little bit. It's going to yeah. come back. Um, I and Rob and I talked about this before the podcast. We totally differ. I think of it, it reminds me a lot. And this is purely, and you'll find about find this out about my bag next week. I don't throw a lot of fairway and like, uh, I guess, lower high speed drivers. So to me, it reminds me a lot of an eagle. Mm-hmm. Um, like an eagle, I can really pump and it'll turn a little bit and it's going to come back. It's not a huge fade. Mm-hmm. I can pretty much depend it to be in a similar kind of straight line on that little, little bit of turn. You know, I can flip it up flat. That's how I threw this. It reminded me a ton of, of an eagle. And for me, I throw eagles and to me, it does not remind me of an eagle at all. Yeah. And uh, to me, this is more... And I don't throw a ton of eagles also, I should also point out. Yeah. <laughs> to me, this was along the lines of the CD2. Or also, I could say it's it's like a slightly more stable beast. Um, it, it, right out of, out of the a box. A fresh beast, not a... Yeah. Not, um, not his roller beast. <laughs> so, it, it, it was able to get a little bit of fade at the end where the beast tends to just not fade if... If you uh, if you put it out there right, so um, I would say to me right now that the CD two is what this reminds me of the most, where it you know where you're not going to want to throw it in a headwind, but it's still a very trusty driver in the in the woods to try and get at get a nice straight shot out of or Heiser flip shot or even a nice long Anheuser. It's got potential for distance with the with the four glide. You know, and I did actually probably some of the cleanest throws I had with it were forehand throws. It's a really clean straight yeah, dark it, you forehand. you release this thing on a little bit of a hyzer on the forehand, you will get a nice straight line out of it. So, you know, you don't want to do a really high torque throw with a 
with it on a forehand, but if you give it a little hyzer flip with the forehand, yeah, yeah. you're going to get a right. nice... And it's a minus 0.5, or it says. I think it, I, I kind of feel like it's more like a minus 1. Yeah, and I But don't... with that said, it's super consistent. Like, it's going to do the same thing pretty much every time, except when wind comes into factor, mm-hmm. which I like. So, you know, you, when you get to, like, the minus 3s, even some minus 2s, when you get to those really understable things... It's hard to keep it consistent because there's so many yeah. variables at play. But with this, you know, even if you're off a little bit with your release, it's probably going to be in a similar location. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I, I, I like the disc. It's cool. People are going to, I'm sure there are people who throw convicts mm-hmm. and love convicts. Yeah. And uh, I I talked to Alex Shelby, the guy who suggested this, this combination, and uh, he throws Valkyries and a few others, and I think this is going to fit. Oh yeah, fit really oh, well totally. in in his uh, in his bag. So that that's great to hear. And congrats to Alex for uh, picking this combination and winning this disc. And you can do the same. Yeah. By by suggesting it. Okay. So with all this said, um, like I said, I like the shoots. Not under coriander my beer. <laughs> gotcha. Plus, as far as I know, it only comes in six packs. Yeah. And I've, I've tried to be, and I'll continue to try and be outspoken about bringing 12-ounce beverages on the course is pretty tough. you got to have a few more than mm-hmm. maybe, you know, it starts making it cumbersome in your bag. At 5.6%, I'm not bringing these 12-ouncers on the, on the course, especially in glass. Can't crush them. Mm-hmm. They, they this this doesn't have a place for me on the course. My, my problem is not so much about the glass or whatever it is. Um, not personally a style of beer I like to drink all the time. Oh, really? Because like five minutes ago, you're like, oh, it's really good. Joe's a dick because he doesn't like it. Well, you were kind of being a dick about it. So. I'm never a dick. So. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Shut up, I'm never a dick. <laughs> I, it's an interesting beer. It's not a normal combination that you get. Uh, normally, the wit beers are, are you know smooth and drinkable, and this one has a little bit more bite to it at the very end so it's not as common um personally i i, I don't like to get that that wit profile in an ipa um, right it's, I, just, it's it's not for me so i i understand what they're going for is you know slightly more bitey uh wit style or hefeweizen style beer but um i, I it's just a little bit of a miss for me yeah personally yeah so if if you're looking for that style, this is a great beer. It's very smooth. It's not too dry. Listen, um, this is going to be in the same place, and we can get to the convict next. Same, same world. There's going to be someone who's down and oh, loves yeah, this, absolutely. and this is their jam. For no, me, it, it tastes it tastes really good. It's not. I don't think it's a, a a taste problem. It's just not a style of beer that that I prefer. Right. I guess for what it's going for, it tastes really good. But for yeah. my personal preference, it doesn't taste really good. I like my beer to be more like whiskey. You know, like 40% alcohol and, and just, you know, smooth. And... Oh, or 11.2% that comes in a 19.2 fluid yeah. ounce can. We'll get to that in a minute. We're, we're going to tell you how you can win a beautiful Sierra Nevada stamp disc. And it's going to have to do with a, a beer that we're going to review in the future. But... Joe, we need a verdict. All right, so the same thing I just said. I so it. there's it's a verdict on on, oh, on the they convict. They actually have a they have a, you know they have a disc called I know, a verdict. I know they do. I know. They I was kind of like they think. Um, so and just like I said, 
there are people that are probably going to love this beer. This is probably like someone's like listening right now being like, what? This is my favorite beer. This is the jam. These guys are assholes. And I'll be honest. I went through a phase. I mean, granted, it was probably eight, nine years ago. Wow. Nine years ago at this point. I honestly thought you were going to say eighth grade. No. No. (laughs) Nine years ago where uh, Great White was like my favorite beer. Mm -hmm. I'm very much different now. My tastes have totally changed. But there's somebody who's going to love this beer. Oh, yeah. That's kind of the same way I feel about the convict. It's it's not like I said. If I'm gonna throw something to do something, something like that, I'm gonna pull out the lone eagle in my bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really have anything else that will that I would pull out to do that. Um, it's cool. It feels great. It's consistent. Mm-hmm. I I just have other discs that I know I can get those same kind of lines from. It's not gonna knock something out of my bag. I agree. I, I agree. On, if, if I had to play around with it, I feel like I would I would do totally fine. I wouldn't worry about it. I know what it does. We'd have a... It'd be fine. There's no learning curve on this disc. You throw it, you know what it does. It's going to get a tiny bit of turn for you. With, with that said, if you have a slower arm, like don't... If you're throwing, you know, um, leopards, FDs... FDs, yeah, for sure. And and, and you're and you're not and you're not turning over FDs, or if the Thunderbird is too beefy for you, something like that. Yeah, I'm just thinking. You know, it you, you need some arm speed for it. Mm-hmm. You you definitely need some arm speed for it. It's it's not, um, it's definitely not a meat hook. You know, it's not gonna hook up automatically. But if you have a slower arm, it it definitely could be a crusher. So yeah, make make sure you can. I don't know. I would say. If you can get over 300 feet with a mid-range, mm-hmm. pick one up. Yeah. If not, uh, wait a little bit. Good di- good disc to check out. Uh, it, it, I think the understability of it gives a little bit more um, you know, throwability to, to a lower speed arm. And I'll be honest, so. maybe if it beats up and gets more understable, maybe I'm more into yeah. it. But it sounds like both of these are misses for us. So, Joe, tell us, what's the, what is, how, how, how are you rating this? we got two beers. We both come out saying we're not going to drink the beer on the course. We're probably not putting this disc in our bag. Okay. <laughs> You're, this is, I'm, I'm excited about this one. So this is a, uh, this is a 25-foot turbo putt that gets stuck in a tree to the right of the basket oh my god that's awful no no listen let me explain let me explain let me explain come on um but it's a turbo putt for birdie all right it's turbo putt for birdie uh because you're like i see so many people turbo like they gotta they love it they know what they're doing they're into it you're like i want to be into it too and you try it and you're just awful at it it doesn't make it doesn't work so it's 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 right for some people. I don't think it's I've not ever, right for me. I don't think I've ever even seen someone turbo putt into a tree. <laughs> Fine, it's just a, it's just no chains. No chains. I thought mine was more fun. Bummer. Please comment and let Joe know <laughs> that he was right with his hilarious take on the turbo putt. So and thank- that Robin is wrong on the no chains. Robin's wrong so often. Can we just hashtag Robin's wrong? Robin's hashtag Robin's wrong. But don't ever do a Joe's wrong because that's yeah. not cool. Thank you to Infinite Discs. Use promo code DG Podcast to get ten percent off your next order. By the way, that ends 
at the end of June 2016? Maybe not. Well, we'll come back if, to you if, if not so. If but as far as enough. we know, it will go until the end of June. That's right. The more you use it, the better chance we have to continue it, plus get more plastic, which, as you are hopefully learning, we turn over to you all, the listeners. So the more free we get, the more free you get. Yeah. Use that code. It may run out. So since this uh, this episode, both of the discs that are on here were already given away, we want to give you a chance to win a disc anyway since we got some great Sierra Nevada stamped uh, discs this last week. If you can tell us the exact disc and beer review that we're going to do, we're going to give you a hint. The disc is Canadian. Yep. It is a and very Canadian the disc. The other hint is that on this day, Wednesday the 22nd, I put up a picture of the beer. This is insane, by the way. The beer on Instagram. So, Wednesday the 22nd, on Instagram, I put up a picture of the beer. Tell us what that beer is and what the disc we're going to pair with it. The clue is that it is a Canadian disc company. And you can win the disc. What was the picture on Instagram? Did you show the whole big thing? Or I just showed the, the can? beer. The can of the beer. So there's the we have a box sitting here we that do. we got, and I just I just I have to shout this out. Um, this company, well, you can see the picture. This company, Golden Road, went above and beyond. They did. Uh, you know, usually if if a company sends us beer, which is awesome, they'll send us a good amount enough for us to review and and let you all know what we think. Golden Road, like, yep. Set us like a treasure box. We pretty much did. More more beer than we can drink in a long time. So, but we're this, gonna try. This is going you. to be first come first serve. So first person to do it correctly wins. Yep. And we will send you out, and maybe we'll even let you uh, choose between two of the super awesome Sierra we Nevada will. discs. We will. I think we can do that. Yeah, I think so. No problem at all. So. Thank you for listening to this episode. Another one in the books, episode 19. We are going to hit the 20s next week, which is amazing. It is. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to use your promo code at infinitedisc.com, our wonderful sponsor, DG Podcast. Go out and get some plastic if you don't win some plastic from us, which, might I say, we give out a lot of plastic. We do. So remember to send in dear reviews. Remember, uh, like, Follow, subscribe, all the good stuff on our Instagram, which is at the Disc Golf Podcast. On Twitter, which is at the Disc Pod. On Facebook, facebook.com slash the Disc Golf Podcast. Let us know what you think. Uh, we've been getting more and more comments, uh, questions, whatnot, for the last, in the last probably like four episodes. It's amazing. We love it. I think I say it every, you know, two or three <clears throat> podcasts. We really do it. Because it's a lot of fun, but also because we want you to get something out of it. Yep. Um, we are losing money nonstop, and we're okay with it because it's super fun. But the more you let us know, the more you tell us you like it, the better it is for us, and the more we want to keep pushing through it. Yeah. So thank you very much for listening. Have a great weekend. Throw stuff at stuff. Figure out what disc and beer we're going to review next week, and let us know. Later. Later.